Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show. Welcome to the Burley Gunner Show on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, clevelandsportsfan.com. And on Apple Podcast, it's the best time of the week. Friday, baby. Football is back. We had a game last night with the Eagles and the Bucks that we will talk about here shortly. High school football is back tonight on Q92radiosports.com for the first time ever in my career. I will be broadcasting play-by-play live inside Tom Benson Pro Football Hall of Fame in the backyard here in Canton. The Glen Oak Golden Eagles come into town to take on Canton McKinley uh, one week ahead of the Bulldogs matchup in that Maslin-McKinley rivalry. Again, we are so fired up for that tonight on Q92radiosports.com at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 o'clock Pacific. We'll have Glen Oak and McKinley live from the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. A huge weekend ahead of us. Man, let me tell you. College football's new number one, the Bulldogs from Georgia take on unbeaten Kentucky. Alabama will look to fire back this weekend against Mississippi State. A lot of Bulldogs featured on the show today. A lot of Bulldogs. And, of course, the best day of the damn week comes again on Sunday with the National Football League. And unlike last week, kind of a boring week, we have a hell of a slate ahead of a Sunday. Maybe not to you, but to me, because I'm a nerd, I'm really looking forward to Sunday a lot. All right? We have the Browns taking on the undefeated Cardinals. I am fired up for that. I have a huge, uh, a huge spiel on that game. I'm looking forward to seeing Trevor Lawrence play in that early window game in London. That's going to be 9.30 Eastern for me. If you're out west, 6.30 Eastern, get your ass up. Watch Trevor Lawrence, the number one overall pick in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think they could win their first game of the season on on, uh, Sunday morning. My attention Sunday will also be on Aaron Rodgers, as I still want to see more from Green Bay. They have a road division game against Chicago, the Bears, and a very good defense 
Uh, that game's going to be very interesting. I want to see what the Packers can do. They are 4-1 and after the 0-1 start when they got mauled by the Saints at a neutral site. And then they flopped the first half against the Lions on Monday Night Football. But since then, trending in the right way. But a tough, uh, a tough victory last week against the Bengals. So I have my eye on that NFC North matchup. Kansas City at Washington. Very interesting. Very interesting ball game. Is Kansas City going to be able to bounce back? They're two and three. They're a, they're a loss away from being two and four. Can you believe that? What, what if I told you the Chiefs were two and four? I mean, you look at the schedule. Even if you look at their first five games of the of the NFL season, probably wouldn't have them at, at a two and four clip after week six. So I've got my eye on Kansas City and Washington. Don't think it's going to be a blowout though. But the Chargers at Baltimore. How about this one? I think this game goes head-to-head with the Browns and Cardinals as the best games of the week. And how about that, Cleveland? You're going to be featured once again in a nationally broadcast game that everyone's going to be tuned into. And here you go. This is the game. I'm not going to get into it, but I'm not going to get into it right now. We, We will talk about the Browns, obviously, on the Burley Gunners show here on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network. Um, but other than that, the Sunday night game, honestly, is a dud. Thanks, Roger Goodell, for that one, by the way. I mean, the Sunday night football game is just an absolute, that should be a crime to even say, oh, yeah, Sunday night football, here we go, the Seattle Seahawks. Now, granted, when they had the Seattle Seahawks at Pittsburgh Steelers, they didn't know Russell Wilson was going to be hurt, but now we've got Geno Smith going up against Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, this is just going to be an absolute dud of a game. But let me first, uh, let's start with this. Let me direct my attention to another spouse of a NFL quarterback. So I got to be fair. Yesterday, I came on the show and had an issue with Brittany Matthews, Patrick Mahomes' fiance, and some of the tweets that she had sent out during the Sunday night football game against the Bills. Well, now, because I'm a fair dude, I need to come on here and talk about some posts that were made, uh, sent out by Emily Mayfield, Baker's wife. Emily took to Instagram on her story and she wrote, for all you fans, quote, who, for all you fans who are blaming yesterday's loss solely on Baker, wake up. It was one hell of a game. It was. And that game could have gone either way. It could have. He left it all on the field. He did. You truly don't know what you have. I have watched him give his all and change the entire culture of CLE. Yet, he gets so little credit for it, he never asks for recognition and continues to carry the weight in day in and day out despite the hate. If you're a true fan, in all caps, support our guys, Baker and everyone else. The hate does, quote, nothing for them. So I got a problem. I don't have an issue with again. I don't have an issue with you you defending your man. I don't. I don't have a. Defi- I have. I don't have an issue with you going on and, and and having your guys back. That's your husband. Someone talks bad about him. You, he should fire you up. You should be upset. You know when when Cleveland sports radio comes on after a bad performance and and guys like me and just, you know I'm just an average Joe. I just have an opinion. 
That's it. Okay. Baker has a job. He does his job. I have a job. I do my job. If I come on here and give a bad show, I would want people to come out and say, oh, Burley had a bad show. Oh, sorry. I'll do better next time. You, you know, you know, I don't, I'm not going to, my girlfriend's not going to go on social media on, on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and say, you get off my man. He's got two kids at home and he's busy. He was sick last week. He, be quiet. I don't need you to defend me. Okay. You bring up recognition. Baker doesn't ask for recognition. Yeah, he kind of does. I mean, the guy has more commercials in the NFL than anybody in the league. I mean, that's is that not asking for recognition? You're, I mean, every time Baker leaves the field and a commercial comes on, there's Baker Mayfield s- sitting in a commercial. Is that not asking for recognition? Is you not coming on your Instagram story Saying what you said about Cleveland fans and the support, is that not begging for recognition? Let's be honest. We're Cleveland. We recognized Baker Mayfield from day number one simply because we never drafted a quarterback with the number one overall pick since Tim Couch. Now, Baker has been getting nothing but recognition In Cleveland, especially in Cleveland. Cleveland has accepted Baker, okay? Rode with Baker. Guys like me who want to pay Baker and and experts say that it's too early. But why do I say that? Because I've dealt with the quarterback play in the city of Cleveland. Colin Cowherd doesn't get it. I love Colin Cowherd. That guy... Is, is is a wizard in my book. But he doesn't know what it's like to be in Cleveland and have no quarterback. There's been no billboard in the last 30 years that displays a franchise quarterback. We haven't had one. The recognition is there. Mrs. Mayfield, don't take what the national media says and flip the script on what Cleveland says. We may come on and critique a bad game. We may come on and say, you know, Baker has flaws, but we back Baker. Cleveland backs Baker Mayfield. And even if they didn't, you're not helping Baker's case for the ones who don't by coming out and making a statement like that on social media. It's not a good look for you as the wife of an NFL quarterback who has 50,000 followers on Twitter. It's not a good look For Baker Mayfield, who is now the franchise quarterback or is trying to be the franchise quarterback in Cleveland. He hasn't been paid yet. There has been no contract sent his way. Baker Mayfield right now is still on a rookie contract. 
and he is still trying to become the franchise quarterback. Don't turn, don't turn all of us off. Don't turn all of us away. We love you. We love Baker. Don't give me the impression that you think you're too good to be in my city. Because that is the, and I don't think this of Emily Mayfield. I don't think this of Baker Mayfield. I think that they are very good people. I love having them in Cleveland. I love having Baker my quarterback. I think Baker Mayfield, is, is he just represents what Cleveland represents. He is Cleveland. He is the underdog. He is the walk-on. He is the guy that has to overcome. That's Cleveland. But the response on Instagram was wrong. And it made me and other people in Cleveland read it as, you think you're too good for Cleveland and you are better than Cleveland and that we, as much as we should, bow down to the Mayfields for saving Cleveland. As much as that may be true, and if Baker Mayfield takes the, the Browns to a, uh, to a Super Bowl and wins it, that will come true. But for you to come on Instagram and say it, not in those exact words, but that's how I and how a lot of people in Cleveland who root for the Browns and who root for Baker Mayfield read that post on Instagram. Because the last thing that Cleveland wants is a quarterback who does not want to be here. Good or not, playoff victory or not, Heinz Field win or not, go head-to-head with the Chiefs at Arrowhead, lose by a possession, don't care. The city's not going to want you if you don't want Cleveland. Not saying that's the case. I believe Baker wants to be here. But as far as Emily Mayfield... You need to watch what you say on social media. If you haven't learned this week with the firing of the Las Vegas Raiders coach, John Gruden, who obviously that was not a post on social media. That was a private post, but that should that's even a red flag right there. You have to be careful of what you say of the stature that you are in. You are the wife of an NFL quarterback. You are not the wife of a FedEx driver. You are not the wife of you know, a dentist, which you know, re- respectful careers, respectful positions. But I don't think any manager uh, of a FedEx driver is going to give a rip what his wife has to say on social media. It's different when you signed up to be, when you said yes To Baker Mayfield, you said yes to being the wife of an NFL quarterback. And the wife of an NFL quarterback remains quiet. You root from your suite, you smile and wave at the fans, and you remain silent. You don't don't chirp back at fans, okay? You don't chirp back at the city that has accepted you as the greatest quarterback in the last 30 years in the whole city without even still in a rookie contract still haven't got to the next step yet okay just watch what you say
that's my quarterback too. All right? I know that's your husband, but that's my quarterback. Okay, so in life, there, you know, there's really, there's no rules as to the amount of money that you can make. Now, there, now, now the government will tax you, you know, you, you win a million dollars in the lottery, you're going to get taxed. You're going to give some of that back. But as far as when you graduate high school, you pick a trade school or you pick a college or you choose to do neither and you choose to be an entrepreneur or you choose to be minimum wage and flip burgers. That's your choice. Okay. There's no limit. There is nobody in the country to say you cannot make this much money. That's impossible. That's too much. Well, in the major league, it's the same way. They don't care how much money you make. They don't care how much money you pay. You can have a $300 million payroll if you want. You could be the Cleveland Indians and have less than a $50 million payroll if you would like. All right? I'm not going to come on this show and knock the Dodgers for moving on in the NLDS game five last night, beating the Giants, the NL West champion, San Francisco Giants. The Dodgers came away with that one two to one. I'm not going to discredit the Dodgers for having the highest payroll in baseball. I'm not going, because honestly, they're just doing what they're supposed to. It's not like they cheated. It's not like there is a salary cap and they went above and beyond it and they paid people under the, no. That's not, I mean, that that doesn't happen. There's no salary cap in baseball, as far as I'm concerned. And the Dodgers took note of that and they added Mookie Betts. They added Trey Turner and they added Max Scherzer, who is the guy who slammed the door last night in the ninth inning for the Dodgers. Everything played out exactly how normalcy in baseball should play out. Hell of a season for the San Francisco Giants. Projected 75 wins. Think about that. That's, that is a projection of under 500. They won the most games in all of baseball. They won the National League West, beating out the Dodgers and the Padres, who are preseason favorites to duke it out for that division. And they get to the National League Divisional Series. They host the playoff series. They host Game 5. And they fall to the Dodgers 2-1. to one. What I am going to say is this. A lot of people, including me, came out at the uh, trade deadline and said, what are you doing, L.A.? Why do you need to go get Max Scherzer? Why do you need Trey Turner? Well, I'll tell you why. Max Scherzer slammed the door last night on the Giants. In a game where... They could have saved Kenley Jansen to close it out in the ninth. They threw him in the eighth inning, and they wanted Max Scherzer, their best pitcher, on the mound. What does this say for the Dodgers? This tells you that they were in trouble at the trade deadline. 
they were scared. They went out and added Trey Turner and they added Max Scherzer and they needed all of it. Trey Turner was 0 for 4 last night. They needed everything they had for Max Scherzer in the ninth inning. Who did a fine job. Won a full nine or a full inning in the ninth. Didn't give up a hit. Didn't give up a run. No walks, two Ks. I mean, Max Scherzer in the postseason has a 1.13 ERA. All right. Mookie Betts in the postseason is batting 450. All right. That's another guy that they went out and added after losing the World Series a few years ago. So they needed these dudes. They needed these guys. Okay. Because Seeger's batting 238. Uh, well, Trey Turner, he's batting 136. Justin Turner, he's batting 0.05. Yes, 0.05. Chris Taylor's batting 143. Bellinger, 267. Other than Mookie Betts, there's really no one on this team who's, who's producing anything in the postseason other than Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. So another thing that was interesting last night in the ball game, uh, there was a pitching change that we talked about. And that pitching change still led with uh, Julio Urias coming in and pitching four innings of work. Now, there was a spot where in the game that I said, I was talking to my brother, and he said, well, this is actually a really good spot for for uh, the Dodgers here because now you're not going to use um, a pitcher at the plate. Well, they did. Julio Urias came in and still led the inning off. I believe it was the fifth inning. Led the inning off. Hmm. So you make the pitching change. You throw Knable out there. You go Gratterall second. Urias third. Seems to me as if you're trying to avoid having a hitter in the nine hole. It was a chess match. I don't think the game plan necessarily worked out. I think the Giants, or excuse me, I think that the Dodgers, Dave Roberts and the Dodgers believed that they were going to be winning by the time Julio Urias took them out. That just, I mean, I can't say anything else about the game plan. The Dodgers took the lead in the sixth, which is actually the same inning that Urias did pitch. So they saved themselves there, but they could have got themselves a little more runs. Again, you're the highest payroll in baseball. You won 106 games. I get it. The Giants won 107. But you are the highest payroll in baseball. You added Max Scherzer. You added Trey Turner. All right? You need to beat the Giants. And I'm sorry. But this this series, I'm not I'm not so confident against the Braves right now because the series there was no hitting. The Dodgers couldn't hit. Other than the nine to two route, they, the Dodgers couldn't hit the ball. Dodgers couldn't hit the ball. Darren Ruff uh, struck back immediately in the bottom of the sixth with a solo shot. We were knotted up at one to one throughout the entirety of the ball uh, the ball game after the sixth inning, and then Bellinger had a single to right that scored Justin Turner. And that is all she wrote. Max Scherzer came in and slammed the door. And now the NLCS and the ALCS 
are set. Houston will take on Boston in the American League Championship Series. And in the National League Championship Series, the Dodgers will host the Atlanta Braves. The Braves are interesting. We'll talk about this uh, next week before I had a game one. But listen, this, this is an interesting matchup because the Braves, who sort of like the Dodgers, kind of paid themselves into the postseason into the National League Championship Series. We've got the Dodgers with the number one payroll, and we've got the Braves who lost their best player, arguably the best player in all of baseball, only to go out at the trade deadline and literally reload half the lineup. I mean, they did. Go to the the Braves, I mean, I'm not gonna fall I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock anybody. I mean you do what you need to do. You go get who you think. The, the goal is to win. I live in Cleveland, okay? We, we bring guys up all the time, ship them out the next season because we don't want to give them a, a couple million dollars. I get it. I applaud the Braves. I applaud the Dodgers for doing what they're allowed to do. But that's what we have in the National League uh, Championship Series and I think it's a little more exciting than the American League series. That makes me kind of want to puke with the Astros and the Red Sox. Tonight, for the first time ever, on Q92RadioSports.com, I will be broadcasting play-by-play with my partner, Mitch Bala, inside the broadcast booth at Tom Benson Hall of Fame Stadium in Canton. The pro football the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame right there in the broadcast booth for the Glen Oak Golden Eagles and the McKinley Bulldogs one week away from the Maslin-McKinley historic rivalry. Catch that game at 7 o'clock, kickoff 6.30 for pregame. I'll give you a tour. If you follow me on my TikTok at Burley Gunner, I'll give you a tour before the game, maybe around 5 o'clock or so. Listen, this is going to be an electric game. Please listen, Q92RadioSports.com at 7 o'clock. I will be on Burley in the Fan with guest Dr. Dog as we will break down the Browns. That will also be out today on the Cleveland Sports Fan Network, ClevelandSportsFan.com, Apple Podcast, and Red Circle. Visit the Cleveland Sports Fan Facebook page for now. Signing off. Until Monday, go Browns. Burley Gunner Show.